I would venture to say that if you took the actual killing part out of most serial killers, <laughs> they'd be delightful people. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Feeling good. Feeling Always feeling good when I'm in the red chair. The new red chair. Yes. The new and improved. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to answer some cues? Let's Sorry, A some cues? Pardon me. I'm ready to A the S out of some cues. Great. All right, this first question is from G, as in the letter. Dear Shandy, you are my favorite podcast. Thank you, G. <laughs> I started watching your batch recaps because I wanted to suck out as much entertainment as possible out of this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think what he's thinking about is draining it out. <laughs> There's not enough. There's not enough to suck. And that's Sucking true. suggests that there's like actually a big reservoir. Oh, that's true. Mm. But I fell in love with your sense of humor and with how logical and level-headed you both are. I really resonate with that. I went back and watched all your old Q and A's and caller days, and I love all of your advice and discussions. Wow, that's great. Thank you, G. Thank you, G. I feel like our master plan worked. It did <laughs> lure them in and, with, yeah, with the, the recaps. recaps. My question is more broad than a specific situation. I'm a 28-year-old woman from a major city in Poland. I'm a major urban woman, someone might say. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is, she, is that a callback to one of our yes. earlier? Yes. Yes. You oh. don't remember saying that? You called someone a major urban woman. Wow. Nice callback. <laughs> yeah. Well done, G. Andy's impressed. I have a stable job. I am in therapy, so I like to think I'm pretty self-aware about myself, my flaws, and the idiosyncrasies of my subconscious mind. My last relationship ended over a year ago. I feel ready to really start exploring something new instead of mindlessly swiping on Tinder and never going out with my matches. My question is about the age range I should date in. Andy says that men are not men until they are 36, and I want a man. But what age should be my maximum? On Tinder, I have set 27 to 39 as my age range, but I always wonder, why 39? How much does it differ from 40? And if I'm going to be okay with 40, why should I not be okay with 41, etc., etc.? Mm. G is a true shandy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it always surprises me when I meet someone organically and I don't feel much of an age difference and later find out that they are, for example, 42. In my head, I always imagined 40 as being mature, organized, a 100% adult that knows what they want, etc. But the more 40-year-olds I meet, the more I think we are all just babies improvising and figuring it all out as we go. Is it true? She is dead on with that. 100% right. It all depends on the person and what they have gone through, I guess. Also, I wonder, if the guy is, for example, 41 and he has his range set for 25 to 39, is this a red flag and an indication that he may be a bit of a creep? Because he is seeking to date girls that are 16 years younger than him. This is a very specific scenario because someone who I know personally and who is slightly hitting on me has this age set up and I don't know how to interpret that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that couples with big age differences are creepy. But unfortunately, sometimes some of them are. And I'm just trying to figure out what I should pay attention to while dating older. Love, G. Great email. Mm -hmm. Loved that. How oh, old is she again? She's 28. 28. Okay. Mm -hmm. A major urban woman. She's a major urban woman, <laughs> clearly. Yes. From that email. Yeah. Okay, I have thoughts on this. Do you want to go first? I would love to hear your thoughts. And then I think we all want to hear from you as the creep in the I'm room. The <laughs> So, so gee, I relate to this a lot because when I met Andy, actually, so I was 29 and I had this weird thing about the age 40 as well. Mm -hmm. I My max was 40 on, yeah. my, on the apps, which is to say that if you and I were both on Tinder at the same time or swept no right at each other, well, you wouldn't have even come up in my search. And all I can say, and I'm sure there will be people who disagree, but all I can say is the proof was in the pudding because I met you in person and thank God. Tremendous pudding. <laughs> it is pretty tremendous. Mm -hmm. I actually wish I could taste the food equivalent of what a good pudding this is because I just love pudding. Well, that's the cutest thing you've ever said. You know how I feel about pudding. That's why I, I like. I mean, I know you love pudding. The, the fact that pudding <laughs> is your favorite thing is cute in itself. Well, I do love cake. Cake and pudding are really. But I, I know. <laughs> Am I focusing know, on I the know, wrong yeah. thing? <laughs> let's, let's let's focus on on pudding for a second. Yeah. I know you like a lot of desserts. Yes. The fact that you like pudding so much mm -hmm. is very cute, and the fact that you want to transpose our relationship <laughs> into 
pudding form <laughs> and then taste it is like, oh. there's no words. Thanks, I think. But I also would like to taste that pudding. Oh, yeah, it would be a good pudding because you know puddings be are not all pudding? created equal. You know there'd be in that pudding? Something surprising. Something salty. Yes. Yeah, there'd be a salt element. It would be a sea salt yeah. caramel chocolate pudding. Most likely. <laughs> there yeah. would be a ribbon of yeah. sea salt in there. Totally. Maybe like even like a jalapeno essence. Mm, Something really strange. No, no, let's not Okay, get yeah, crazy. I'm going too far. All right. <laughs> anyway, the point is, G, I hear you. I relate a lot to your email, especially at your age. Mm -hmm. And I agree. It's like 40, then why not 41? 41, not, why not 42? And that's not to say that I think you should be like, oh, max age... 50 and suddenly you're going, you know, you're being swiped right on by people who are twice your age. I feel like it's, it should not be seen as a slippery slope is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's case by case. Everyone is different. And shortly before I met you, actually, I like to give this as an example. I went on two dates with a guy two years younger than you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Mm -hmm. I do remember this. And I remember thinking, God, this guy just seems old. Yeah. I just remember being like, oh, he, the way he spoke, the things he said, his perspective on things. I was like, wow, I feel like a generational difference right, here. Exactly. Yeah. And also when I was in Germany, when I was 27, I went on several dates with a 39 year old. Uh, and I remember being like, wow, he just feels kind of old. And that was the reason why I ended it. And then I met you and I felt no difference. So I totally agree with you. I think you're really on to something for your young age. And I think she's right. It's all about the person. And everyone Absolutely. is just, Absolutely. they're just varying degrees of babies just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. I will say this. Wilfred Grimley from Cocoon, the movie. Okay. I don't know it. Actor. I never know any movie references. No, you don't know it, but a lot of people will know what I'm talking about. He did a lot of diabetes commercials. He always said, like, I'm Wilford Brimley and diabetes is a serious problem. <laughs> you make it sound like it's a commercial for diabetes. <laughs> well, it's a commercial. Yeah, no. It's exactly. It's like, you want some diabetes? We've got good diabetes. No, but he's, he's, he would say diabetes. Okay. He'd say, like, you got diabetes? I got I got a solution for you. Yeah, he's a fine. It's just anyways. A lot of people clowned on Wilford Grimley. Okay. But anyway, he always looked old. Okay. Always looked old. When he was 40, looked like he was 60. When he was 50, looked like he was 70. Okay. But look at Tom Cruise, just turned 60. Hmm. Wilford Grimley... Well, I don't know if you can count Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise... I don't know if he naturally looks as young as he does for his age. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. God knows what Tom Cruise would look like if he was just like a regular Increasingly, Joe. I feel that way about Hollywood. I'm like you don't confused. Know what it, yeah. No one knows who anyone, like everyone could be 25 <laughs> yeah. or 80. No yeah, one knows anymore. It's true. But my point is, is that not all older gentlemen are created equal. So it depends. And, and that's just, I'm just talking about looks for now. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that you might find a... 40 year old who acts not in a bad way like a 25 year old mm -hmm. has a youthful exuberance mm -hmm. likes to try new things very fit mm. very you know funny feels like life is a new experience every day wakes <laughs> up everything's great and you may get a 40 year old who's like you know i'm done like yeah i'm set in my way job i just want a couple of kids mm -hmm. and cars and i want to peace out it's mm -hmm. like i'm done yeah i've done everything i'm bored that's really it's a personality thing yeah yeah. It is. So it's not appropriate to set any age limit. However. Up or down. Up or down. Mm -hmm. But I will also admit that when I was dating, I was really into not dating younger yeah. guys. Other than my high school boyfriend, who was two months younger than me, Ooh. I just never had success with younger men. They always just turned yeah. me off and felt juvenile to me. Yeah. I've always been drawn to older Especially guys. Especially when you were young. You were already very young and then they were really young. They were like real kids. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was 20, by the way, my boyfriend, who I often reference, he was 28. And at that age, those are big age. Yeah, that's yeah, a big oh, age yeah, difference. Huge. So this is coming from someone who has traditionally been drawn to older guys. So I will get that out of the way. That's my disclaimer here. But I don't know. I just feel like age is mostly a number. And yeah. it's about the person. Is that cliche? To I say? agree. I I'll just put one one caveat on it. Yeah. If you plan on having a life partner, yeah, like really, like you're looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with, mm -hmm. you might want to consider that if someone's 25 years older than you, you're going to have a good chunk of the back end of your life probably not with that person. 
Yes. That's, more I don't it. want to get too much into that because I think that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. And we actually have gotten an email. I'm not answering it in this Q&A, mm-hmm. but it is something that I want to mull over. Yeah. There is someone with a 25-year age difference. And there is that's a huge thing to consider. Yeah. yeah. And there are days where I wish you were younger. You know what I mean? I mean, every day I wish that. That's the thing is no one wishes between the two of us, between the two of us, no one (laughs) wishes you were younger than you. Of course. I wish so much harder than you that I was younger. I I wonder if we're even really answering this. I guess this is to say, don't judge a book by its age. And also don't necessarily fully write off a guy who you think is looking to date younger as long as it's within reason you know and it's, it's also just that's pretty like it's a very common male it is it's, I, like, it's not like if you, you're gonna deem every guy who wants to date someone 10 years younger than him a creep then the world is full yeah, of creeps i mean you're talking you're talking like 60 percent of now men are now being eliminated from your dating pool you gotta you gotta be open-minded guys are guys that they you know they generally on average like to pursue younger women that's just the way it's I think always this been. is about picking battles in life that is so not the battle you want to pick focus spend your energy on finding the person that you connect with instead yeah of focusing on what it means that he wants to date someone yeah, 10 years that's, younger than That him. shouldn't be part of it yeah, at all. I the, agree. Th- that, that's out of the equation. What's in the equation is you just having absolutely no specifications on age with the huge caveat that you might be out in the cold for the last third of your life. Ooh, God, when you put so, it like that. So morbid. Terrible. <laughs> oh, I mean, these are practical oh considerations, goodness. you know? Yeah. You got to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I meant that. for this one to be a light one. Why do you always have to make it so dark, Andy? Oh, sorry. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Okay. So overall, age just a number. Good luck, G. Have fun. Major urban Try to woman. have fun. Try to enjoy. Yeah, be major. Urban. You'll look back on this time and be like, oh, how fun. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 40, 41. Yeah, 50, 60, Wilfred <laughs> Grimley. All right. This next question is from P, as in the letter. <laughs> Lots of letters today. Mm. Dear Shandy. Love your podcast and hearing your takes on modern dating conundrums. I find myself in a puzzling situation. Really tried to cut this down, dot, dot, dot. I matched with a guy on Hinge 10 weeks ago. He is 38 and I am 37. Live in the same city. He lives close to downtown. I live 20 minutes from him. In brackets, this is relevant. When we first started chatting, he told me he was on his way home, a country on the other side of the globe, to renew his visa, and he was gone three weeks. I really doubted we would sustain texting since we had yet to meet, but somehow we did, and a few days after his return, we took my dog for a walk and coffee. On the second date, he told me he was separated and has two kids back in his home country, not divorced yet because of the country's lengthy separation period. Surprisingly, I didn't freak out. Fast forward and we've been dating for six weeks since his return, nine dates total. I have never been more myself than I have been with him, so overall it's been a good dating period. Some annoyances include different date planning styles and being late when he insists on picking me up. I end up sitting around for up to an hour because the time is always left vague. Mm. The weird part is he won't let me come to his place, always my place. And she put in brackets, we are sleeping together. I asked him about this and he said he doesn't have anything in his apartment but a bed and desk and I would judge. He moved to the city nine months ago post-separation. I get living like he is still in transit. He has been through many big changes. I reassured him I wouldn't judge, but I accept his boundary for now. That was about three weeks in. Since then, I have asked to meet directly at venues or park my car at his place, and then we carpool or Uber to our destination, assuring him I won't go in his apartment. But he insists on meeting me somewhere close to me or driving 20 minutes out to pick me up and then drive back downtown, then back again to drop me off. To me, this makes no sense. He has no social media, and I've only been able to verify his job via LinkedIn. If he feels I'm so judgy, then why date someone like that? Does he have a secret family? 
a hoarder? And why not let me park my car outside his building for logistical reasons and simply not go in his apartment? Or just agree to meeting at the venue versus insisting on picking me up? Perhaps so he can come over for after for sex? Is this weird or is it chivalrous to pick someone up and I should appreciate this gem of an act? His marriage was 15 years, so he has been open about his confusion with modern dating. Is this a red flag that warrants letting go an otherwise enjoyable dating relationship? Taking deep breaths to calm down. P. Hmm. I smell a rat. Do you? I do. It's funny, but the first time I read this and put it in the Q&A folder, I was like, oh, it's fine. Mm. He's just like embarrassed by his apartment. Yeah. And then this on second read, I'm like, hmm. Mm. Is he? I think there's a very easy answer to this. Okay. It's not easy necessarily an easy outcome yeah but you absolutely positively <laughs> must put your foot down you are coming over to his place yeah period mm-hmm. nine dates she's right if the reason is that just that she would judge it's probably a very like un stylish or just sort of sad apartment or it's filthy or something but she's right if she was so judgmental then why would he be with someone like that? Like, he's got to be so ashamed of his apartment if that is what it is. It just doesn't really add up. And he's also making a point. He's making it more of an issue. Yes. It's like, oh, what's in that cabinet? No, nothing's in that cabinet. <laughs> well, can I open it? No. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't even go can't. Don't, don't, within don't a 10, 10-step 10 radius of the apart, of the cabinet. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> that did yeah. not go over as well no, as I wanted to, but work, you knew what I meant. It didn't work out, but I get it. This is the thing. I'm going to reserve judgment, but I am judging. Wait, so I can't. It's contradictory. But part of me is reserving judgment. Part of me is judging hard. Mm. I do think there's a way better than 50% chance there's some skeleton lying in that apartment. Better than 50% chance? Really? I was thinking it's like a 20% chance. Oh, I think it's better than 50. I think it's one of several things. One is his whole family is there. (laughs) Two, which is the worst. I don't think that's necessarily true, but it's possible. Two is he's a, a serious hoarder or is a disaster. It's like a serial killer apartment, which is also a big red flag. I don't care. We had this question a long time ago. That's a problem. If your apartment looks like you're a serial killer, you may not actually kill people, but you have the personality of someone who might. I actually think serial killers are more likely to have perfectly tidy You are absolutely correct. <laughs> I also think just from what I know from my dating days, and actually you told me once a dating story with you where you did yeah. date a hoarder. I don't know if she was a hoarder. She was hoardish. Hoardish. Yeah. I actually think that they tend to not be as self-conscious yes. about their spaces as you would expect them to be. You're right. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say that if you took the actual killing part out of most serial killers, (laughs) they'd be delightful people. (laughs) They're neat and tidy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're magnetic. They They do tend to be magnetic and charismatic. draw you in. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. So my point is this. I don't know what it is, whether whatever, whatever dirty secret is in his apartment, it might just be that his apartment literally is just not that flattering. Yeah. It's like he doesn't he doesn't have a good sense of decor. Mm-hmm. It's sparse. Yeah. And it looks like he's going to college. That's okay. The, that's, that's the best case that's the scenario. Best case scenario. Mm-hmm. It all goes down from there. Yeah. So gotta go to the apartment as soon as possible. Uh-huh. And make no exception. If he says, Oh no, no, I really don't, you say, No, we're going to your apartment. And as a matter of fact, I'm not even giving you time to prepare. We're going right now. We are going right now to your apartment. Period. Ooh, oh, so he can't. Oh, I don't know if that's fair. Maybe it he, is fair. Maybe, because what if he's it made is a just fuss a mat- If it's just a matter of him being messy, then he can tidy. But I do think that she's been so respectful. She said that they met 10 weeks ago. They've been on nine weeks total. They've been dating six weeks. She said that three weeks in, I believe, she you know, dropped it. She wanted to respect his boundaries. But there comes a point where it's like, you're not getting the full picture. She's like, he's not on social media. There comes a point where it's not fair, honestly. Like she's opening up her space to him. She's sleeping with him. She deserves to just know the full picture that he is who he says he is. Yes. And the fact that they live only 20 minutes away from each other. 
but also the fact that he's going out of his way so much to prevent her from going anywhere near his apartment Mm -hmm. is in itself an admission that there's a serious issue. And even if- That's so true. Let me tell you something. Even if it's the best case scenario where his apartment is kind of a drab, unfurnished, not just not impressive place. Yeah. Even in that situation, there's already a problem. Why is that a problem? Why is he so ashamed of just a- not that cool apartment. Mm. That's an issue in itself. There's a problem here. Do we think that there's a chance that this is just all chivalry? You know, no. he insists on picking her BS. up. Yes, no way. There's a rat. I smell a rat. I smell a rat. P, I'm sorry. Andy smells a rat. I have to admit, on my first read of this email, I was like, oh, he's just embarrassed. And reading it a second time, I don't know, it hits me different. Okay, so. Our advice to pee is as soon as possible. Foot down. And I think you can honestly be totally honest. Honestly, be totally honest. You really can be that honest where you are just like, I'm not trying to act like I don't trust you, but I find this a little weird and I just want to see your place to know that. Do you think that that's too direct and she should instead be like, Come on, let me just see your place. I would take this approach. I would be like, you know, whatever, some night or some day, be like, hey, listen, I I don't care if it's the biggest pigsty on earth. I want to come to your place tonight, and that's what's going to happen. Mm. And and then see what he says. And he's like, oh, no, 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 we can't so do you that. Don't then think it becomes really be, weird. You don't think she should be honest about her intentions? No, I don't think it should be a conversation. It's oh. not. We're not ready for the talk. Let the talk come after she goes to the apartment. There's well, going to be a talk at that point. The thing point, is, I, I don't feeling. think he's going to let her unless then she's it's over. relatively honest about why. Then it's over. I'm, I'm I'm making a big call here. I'm saying if he says absolutely not, when she literally puts her foot down on coming over to his place, to me, done. She says, I, I there's something really weird here. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go a little softer than you. I think that her final straw should be her... Being honest about the fact that she finds it really weird that he won't let her see your apartment. She promises she won't judge. Please let me see your apartment because it'll give me peace of mind. Absolutely. She should use honey rather than the stick. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. So we agree. I don't know. I think that's an expression. (laughs) I was just going to say Someone's going to correct me. I think it's right. Okay. My point is that she'd be super nice and super comforting. Be like, listen, I really like you. I really like want to. I think we got something great here. I, I don't care what your place looks like. Yeah. You're the best. I just want to see where you live. I just want to come over and just like be in your place. Be where you sleep. Be where you wake up. Be where you rest your head at night. Like I want to see it. And if he says absolutely not, there's a problem. And even if, as I said before, even if his place is just drab, that's still a problem. Why is that such an issue? Why is he so ashamed? Hmm. What's going on there? Maybe he f- feels heavy shame in general. Yeah, but uh, I mean, my apartment, oh, look, honestly, there were times when my apartment was embarrassed. <laughs> when you had girls Like over. literally when I started dating. But no, and I had girls, I never thought like, oh, they're going to come over and be like, oh, you're an animal. But so I knew I already sold myself. I was like, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Yeah. You're going to come over and you're going to see kind of a representation of how I live day to day. Of who I am. Yeah, and and I didn't tidy because I didn't necessarily yeah. think I was bringing I'm a guy. something back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a guy. I'm a, like I'm a bachelor. I'm just kind of living a good life. I don't have that much time to care about decor and all this. You mm. know, I'm clean. The place was always pretty clean. Always, <laughs> sort of, not that clean. A little <laughs> sticky here and there, but okay. My point is, is there's a problem no matter what if he says no, no matter what the situation is at that house. Yeah. There's a skeleton there. So we actually agree on this. It's just that I think that she should be more direct about why, because I think she's more likely to get him to concede. But that's part two. If he says no, yeah. then she can go to the next yeah, level yeah. and be okay, like, no, listen. Right. Yeah. Okay, like, we agree. This is important We're, to we're me. saying the same thing, just in different ways. Yeah. P, take this conversation for what it's worth. We do not think you are nuts to no. be questioning this. No. Good luck, and please keep us posted. Yeah, keep us posted. I want to know. I want to know what's in that place, <laughs> that house of horrors. <laughs> Andy, you had a doctor's appointment recently, I believe. I did, and it was quite seamless. Hmm? Where did you book said appointment? I booked said appointment on ZogDoc, mm-hmm. and it took me about one-fifth to <laughs> one-tenth the time <laughs> that it ordinarily takes. Yes, Did you already know this doctor or did you find this doctor on ZogDoc? I found it on ZogDoc. The it. The doctor (laughs) is now an it. And 
I booked it yeah. on ZocDoc. <laughs> and did the doctor take your insurance and you were able to see that on ZocDoc? Well, it's interesting you ask because ZocDoc told me it took my insurance. <laughs> So let me get this straight. On ZocDoc, you were able to find a doctor that fit your needs. Mm-hmm. You were able to see if it mm-hmm. <laughs> accepted your insurance right there within the app. Yep. And then three, you were able to book an appointment with it mm-hmm. <laughs> without leaving or needing to call the actual doctor's office. Yep. Never spoke to it <laughs> or its assistant. Just the way it's I like office it. in general. Wow. And I have to say, as someone who has off the beaten path health insurance in this Oof, country. It's a nice word for it. <laughs> I have insurance that is not standard. It is really quite nice to be able to just round up the doctors in, in our area, not only in our city, but even in our neighborhood. Zip code. Zip code who take my unique insurance. Mm-hmm. It's really it's just such a time saver to not have to call the office, and then be able to book within the app. It's amazing. And forget about calling the actual insurance company. Oh, I Have mean, you ever tried doing that? That's not fun. That's the oh. kind of call you dread and put off for days. I've put it this way. I've put off calling my insurance company at the cost of hundreds of dollars to myself. I, yeah. Uh, I, Literally, I think- I've been like, well, was it 300 bucks or I have to call my insurance company? <laughs> I just have to like flip... <laughs> All right, I'm not doing it. No, it's true. I mean, time is money, and sometimes you're on the phone for hours, and you're kind of like, oh, I'd, I'd rather pay this problem away. It is that annoying. Oof. How nice is it to know without having to talk to a person or waiting on hold listening to terrible music whether or not it takes your insurance. Amazing. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com Shandy and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com Shandy. ZocDoc.com Shandy. This next question is from C as in the letter. That, that could be several things, C. It's true. Several things. It can, you, can you name all the things that seemed no, to be? No, th- it worked to use yeah. a letter. It did. Dear Shandy, your pod is my very favorite and has done so much for me as an avid listener, bringing the humor and joy alongside thought-provoking and perspective-expanding ideas. Ooh. My goodness, see, thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you, first off, for all of it. You are both so delightful. My question is undeniably gross, but I've got to think it is not unique to me, and I am so curious about your taste. I'm excited for this one. My boyfriend, 28 male, and who I will refer to as Gaston, or G if you prefer, Uh. Gaston, and I, 34F, female. (laughs) I'm so used to saying letters that I'm like, 34F. (laughs) 34 female have been dating for four months and it has been great so far he is hilarious weird which i am too and adore in a partner a mega hunk and has this brilliant mind that works in ways that are so different from mine and Mm. that i find endlessly fascinating sounds like a great guy we have an age gap which was sorry no problems here (laughs) Sounds great. We have an age gap, which gave me pause in the beginning, but he is an old soul Mm. showing a lot more maturity than I, or I'm sure Andy would expect based on his age alone. What, what, sorry, just age? He's 28, she's 34. Got it. I get zero F-boy energy from him, and he is kind to the core, going out of his way to understand other people's perspectives and ensuring that those around him are cared for, protected, and supported. Mm. I think it's funny whenever a woman writes in about a guy who's younger- than her, like, I always feel like the first paragraph is like, trust me, Andy, he's the real deal. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's they a man. They, they don't believe that I trust them. Yeah, but I will say it's always a good example of how it really, to tie it back into question number one, it's about the person. It's an, There are exceptions to all yeah. rules. We're always talking bell curve here. Always bell curve. Yes. Always. However, in one particular way, he is decidedly not mature. Uh-oh. The man farts around me loudly. <laughs> And often. And it is not tied to any medical condition. He simply sees no value in or has no respect for the early stage relationship fart barrier. It's hard to put a number to it, but it is a lot. Several farts a night. Burps too, and even more frequently. And publicly on this one. Though less often, and he has the self-awareness to at least act embarrassed. I am not a prudish or shy person and probably would not notice the occasional toot if it was not as frequent. (laughs) (laughs) great use of toot yes 
I myself have not crossed this threshold, not because I am uncomfortable around him or would be worried it would drive him away, but because I want to soak up the honeymoon period for as long as possible and feel that the breaking of the fart barrier rapidly moves the relationship into a different, more comfortable and possibly less sex-charged phase. So wise. Mm -hmm. So right. If I'm honest, I think farts are funny. When this first started, I would giggle and not think much of it. Mm -hmm. But lately, the farts have increased and the sex has dwindled, which has made me wonder (laughs) if this might be a sign that he sees me more as a buddy and less as a woman who still needs to be wooed in order to maintain attraction. Coupled with the fact that he is not very verbally effusive, my confidence has taken... He's, it depends how you define verbally. <laughs> he may be saying "I love you" with his with his with, anus, with his or his yeah. burps. Coupled with the fact that he is not very verbally effusive, my confidence has taken a bit of a hit. I've asked him gently about this in a "Hmm, you sure seem to be farting a lot" <laughs> type of way. Ah, <laughs> and he replied oh. by laughing and mm. saying, "I guess I just feel so comfortable around you." That is an amazing <laughs> thing to say in a relationship. That is fantastic. I, you Thank sure you. Seem, see, you sure do seem to be farting a lot. That's an amazing. Just that's made my day. I'm mm-hmm. going to think about that in my darkest times. <laughs> I'm going to think about her saying that. So my question: When should people blow down the fart barrier? Hmm. Surely it is inevitable, but is going there too early a sign of anything? other than comfort within the relationship am i being crazy for wanting him to treat me as less of a sure thing which is what i read his farts to imply (laughs) can flatulence pretend the waning of sexual attraction a couple more potentially pertinent facts we live in a mid-sized city in the pacific northwest and we also work together but we're not friends prior to dating Mm. thank you so much whether or not you choose to tackle this one and who could blame you if you didn't it was therapeutic to write out and then she followed up blame us if we didn't (laughs) she followed up with one more detail This did not just begin. His first audible fart was within the first week or two of dating, but it is only within the past month or so that the frequency has risen to write a podcast for advice levels. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, C. Oh, okay. So round of applause. Slow, slow, slow. And then it increases. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, Okay. So in all seriousness, I have a lot to say about this. I, I won't stop you. And Go this may it. be funny, and it is funny. Okay. But it is also dead serious. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where to begin, but I'm going to try. Okay. Let's try to go from the bottom up or the top down. So this is what I will say about farts. In general, farts are funny. They are. They're hilarious. They're maybe the most, the most purest form of comedy that exists and has existed since man has walked the earth. Mm-hmm. Especially increasingly as we are so oh yeah so proper sterilized and like, yeah, and like, like technologically yeah, yeah. We, connected we couldn't possibly smell bad we have like yeah, scents and things to clean ourselves yeah. and fancy clothes Botox, and makeup and, thing, yeah. and yeah I mean is there anything funnier than a packed movie theater <laughs> you're sitting there it's like you're you're sitting in the middle of Schindler's List it's like the <laughs> okay. most dramatic quietest moment in the movie and someone just rips one mm. is there anything funny I actually than that? think that moment's funnier when they don't rip it it escapes it's like to me that's funnier than as a long big as one. as long as <laughs> I, I don't know uh, I'm on the fence about a squeaker versus a ripper. In oh the in list. in that know, movie that. in the silent moment in Schindler's List a squeaker's funnier uh, let me think about that. <laughs> Shandy's tuned in. You, you tell us. What I mean, you think. I mean, a, a ripper is more bold. It's so bold. It is bold, but it's the other one is it's more nuanced. <laughs> the fact that it escapes, it's, it's despite true. efforts for not to, I would make it funny. That's so such a good point. Thank you. Because the person was trying their best. They were doing everything <laughs> they could to contain it. Yeah. And they couldn't. Yeah. And then it's like yeah and then that's you're right it's still it's still close yeah Uh, the ripper is still i mean it's pretty solid they're all funny anyway i agree farts are funny okay but but okay that being said yeah farts have to always remain funny in a relationship is my philosophy Uh the day that a fart is no longer funny in a relationship is the day that that relationship at least physically is going south. Ooh. The day that I hear you let one fly by accident, <laughs> and I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not big deal. <laughs> that's, it's over. I'm laughing because I can't even imagine that scenario. Exactly. You know why you can't imagine that? Because I 
and you set firm, fart-free zone relationship standards at the beginning of our dating. We didn't say it consciously. It wasn't like I was like, listen, I really want to date you exclusively. And also, by the way, don't fart. Yeah. But we did by not farting. Yeah. And when it did happen, which was very rare. Mm. I'm crying. Schindler's (laughs) List fart always gets me. But when we did, when we did and when we do, we're humans, we always laugh. Yeah. Always. Oh, it's you never, and me? Oh, my yeah, God. It's never like, you know, you like, well, I'm like, oh, oh, well, you're like this. You're like, oh, excuse me. Oh God forbid. If we ever get to the point where you let one fly and you say, excuse me, without any any comedy, I may kill us. I may be murder suicide. I may kill us both. I There was a very funny one fairly recently. Can I tell it? Yeah. yeah. When we were on the cruise. Well, you I was trying the, to respect the boundaries. Well, yeah, you were you pulled one of your cheeks away. I and did. as I walked by, I heard a little <laughs> wasn't that little i i miscalculated yeah you yeah. didn't realize what direction i was going in and the fact that the f- could still be heard I, I, and the fact I, that i could see your hand behind you but we we had a really big laugh look, over it it's it's hilarious and i, I always, actually i have always prided myself on knowing before it comes out what the character of 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 the the fart's going to be yeah i know how loud it's going to be and i know if it's going to have other problems so what you're saying is you think the fact that these farts have gotten more and more comfortable to use his word and have been increasing that there is a direct correlation to the fact that the sex has also been dwindling oh is it not possible that they've just been dating long enough it's more nuanced i have a lot more to say about this okay i'm gonna start okay so there's another issue here. Okay. There's opposing forces. Uh-huh. The fact that he is letting them rip left, right, and center without even acknowledging, that's another thing. When you don't acknowledge it, when you just let one rip in a relationship and you don't acknowledge it, a new relationship, that's a bold move. Yeah. But it does show an extreme level of comfort. And look, this guy obviously is extremely fart forward. There's no, no yeah, question yeah. about it. This yeah. guy just for a week in for it to just yeah. happen without yeah. yeah he's like farting him is like breathing mm-hmm. he doesn't get it doesn't it's not a big deal which which upsets me because he should respect it more it's, it should be treated like going out to a fine dinner a Michelin dinner <laughs> yes it's it's a delicacy yeah but this guy's so comfortable with her that he just lets him fly constantly yeah and that is a testament to the relationship and it's from his perspective yes he's it's so a comfortable it's like he's like oh that's so sweet it's like. I'm like family. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't care. So you don't think it's a reflection of his age? It, it, let's not talk about age. That's irrelevant. But yes, it might be. How old is he again? He's he's 28. I can't help but wonder if he no. were 38, if he was. No, no. If you're, no. That, so you that, think it may, means nothing? No, it doesn't mean maturity. I was a no relationship farter at 18. Okay, okay. It doesn't okay. change. Okay, a no If re- anything, it might get more loose as you get older but you're just like fuck it i don't care anymore. and it also gets harder gonna... to hold in exactly <laughs> yeah you're just like i can't do this anymore i'm gonna just keep it's it's not happening they're the the, the floodgates are gonna open here okay but that's the positive side <laughs> yeah this guy clearly feels comfortable with her yeah the question is does he feel that comfortable with everybody is he just let is he like in a like a conference room during work and just ripping like, does this guy imagine. just not respect farts i don't think so yeah i think it has to do with her i think he's just like this is what he does when he's comfortable so she should take it as a compliment she should take that as a compliment however the fact that their relationship has been robbed of the comedy of farts and has been injected with the disgustingness and the obtrusiveness of farts mm. is a problem farts should be very infrequent and unexpected and always funny. Hmm. Always. The squeakers, the rippers, the si- everything. Silent fart's never funny. <laughs> let's be honest. Okay, that's Silent the one fart. Killers. The one for not funny. On the one hand, you should be happy that he's comfortable with you. On the other hand, I think you might want to say farts are funny. Have some respect. Respect have the fart. some respect. This might have to be a sit-down talk. Respect the fart. Respect the fart. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so wait, we're still not tying this into sex. Oh, 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 I wasn't, there's so much to unpack okay, here. Okay. I was getting to that. Okay. Thank you. I've, Thank been, you. I've been waiting. <laughs> Thank you. One of the main reasons why I have always had a no fart policy in relationships, and when I say no fart, I mean, obviously there's farts, yeah. but they have to be funny. Yeah. And they're infrequent. They are. They're always acknowledged. I can confirm that they are infrequent. I have never once ever since I've dated women ever let 
one girl or woman get away with a single one girl fart. or woman. Well, that's because it's been such a range. But like since I was like 17 <laughs> yeah. to my age now, okay. not no one has ever gotten away with anything. Not the tiniest squeaker. With you? Not. Oh, like you laugh. I have made a comment. I have said, oh, what we got here? Oh, Every, it doesn't matter what it is. It's Some true. peanut gallery comment, no one gets away with it in this household, yeah. ever. What about with yourself? And I expect it to be acknowledged yeah, yeah. unless I get away with it, yeah. which sometimes I think I can get no, away with No, you almost it. never do with me. Yeah, you're I good. Have my ears are you too good. Me. But I, I've gotten away with some. I try to get away with, the, with them. That, I get away with about with 10% of them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be more attuned. Okay, so the point being, get to the point, Okay, sex, the point sex. being is the reason I have that rule is because we have to, as humans, because we're humans and we're not aardvarks, we have to see each other as some kind of elevated form. Uh-huh. We're not just animals living in slop. Uh-huh. And to see you, especially you, as an elevated form, look at look at you. I mean, do I look at you and say like that? Now that's a farter. <laughs> huh. Okay. And I don't ever want to look at you and think that's a farter. I do want to look at you and say that's someone who once in a blue moon will fart and it will be hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like that. I can still sexualize you in every way. Hmm. But if you're just left, right, and center, dropping, ripping, just tearing in, I slowly start seeing you as a little bit of an animal. It hmm. starts becoming disgusting. It starts becoming unappealing sexually. And I would expect there to be no difference coming this way. Yeah. That's why I respect the, the fart. fart. I understand if you're the kind of person who's like, farting is a big part of my life, and I don't want to <laughs> be in a situation where I'm contrived, where I'm not allowed to express myself anally. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I respect that. Yeah. But that should be something that's discussed. Explain. Listen, I, I, have, I have a lot of gas, and I, I just feel so much more comfortable being able to just let it go without any issues, without comments, without embarrassment. And I want the same for you. It doesn't bother me. Like, let's just have a complete free-for-all with farting mm-hmm. so we don't have to think about it. That's fine. But you may, as the other person in that relationship, not be able to ever fully get over the physical turnoff of that arrangement. Okay, so I know people who, when we did disclose in an earlier Q&A that we don't fart or burp with abandon around each other, mm-hmm. that... People are, were kind of surprised, you know, we've been together for a while and we still sort of have that air of watching it around each other. And what I don't know is the co- those couples who do fart and burp with abandon around each other, how active their sex lives are. So I don't know if there's a correlation or not. And I think that there is something kind of lovely about being so comfortable around yeah. each other that maybe you do lose some respect for the fart. But I will say that all of my relationships have been kind of like this. Like, I don't really want to be with someone who just is farting constantly. Who does? It's not funny anymore. It then becomes a problem. It's like, especially uh, if they smell. We're not talking about smell. No, we're not talking no. about smell. We already enough. established that a silent. A, most yeah. of the smelly ones are silent anyway. Yeah. So silent <laughs> no, farts it, not funny. No, I don't think the volume of a fart indicates whether or not it's going to smell bad. I would disagree slightly but oh, okay yeah generally i think the the more volume <laughs> the safer you are in the smell department okay. but, but it's not always the case no. not always the case no okay so what's the what's the point the point is that even in those relationships where it's a free-for-all i think there'd be a better physical relationship if it was toned down so a bit. your point is that you think that c is in the right that yes. the sex is dwindling yes. because of how comfortable and even if she, how could she be in the wrong she's the one Who's in the dwindling? She's yeah, dwindling. She's, she and she said that it has recently risen to right into podcast. a podcast. You do not want to ever be in a relationship where it's right into podcast level farting. <laughs> you can't. Okay. It's not sustainable sexually. Well, I think people might argue it's not sustainable to not just fart. In front of each other. There's ways you, you can do this. It's not that difficult. Yeah, My yeah. life is not impeded by the fact that I'm not constantly tearing I in every day. I think that's a key thing to mention here is that the, for the people who do think that this is a level of formality we still keep with each other, it costs me almost nothing, nothing. to go upstairs when I have an issue. Yeah. And if occasionally one slips out, it's funny. We have a good laugh occasionally. Okay. So what should she do? I think she should say to him, look, I respect the comedy of farts and I want to bring the funniness back. And to do that, you're going to have to tone it down because it's getting gross. 
and it's turning me off. And I want to laugh at your farts. I don't want to be grossed out by them. Hmm. It's not going to get better. I think I'm going to cop out of answering this one because I don't feel confident enough to agree or disagree with you wholeheartedly. I can agree with you in the sense that that works for us. and But I don't want to be like, oh, therefore no couples should should fart with abandon in front of each other because who am I to say that that bothers you to the point where you won't be attracted to the Again, person anymore? We're talking about the bell curve. There are obviously yeah. some fringe partners that not only can have a perfectly amazing sexual life mm-hmm. while farting constantly, some might even be turned on by it. They're like, I know for a fact, they're like fetish videos of girls farting on cakes. That <laughs> At least that used to be a thing. I'm not kidding. There's I, go Google it. You, you laugh. You don't think I'm... I just wasn't expecting cakes to be the thing cakes. that that sentence ended with. Women farting on cakes is a thing. Okay. I know you think I'm talking shit, but no, I'm No, I, I don't. You know what? I do not think you're yeah. talking shit. I fully yeah. believe that exists. Okay. I mean, you have a lot more to say about this than I do, so I think we'll just leave it there. Uh, yeah. Okay. See, good luck with that incredibly awkward conversation. I will make one request, if, if C doesn't mind. I would like you to secretly record that conversation (laughs) and send it to us. All right. Good luck, C. This next question is from Caroline. Oh, a person. A name, a full name. Wow. Dear Shandy, I'm curious to know what you think about a woman accompanying her partner engagement ring shopping prior to an actual proposal. Huh. My boyfriend and I, 29 and 30, have been together for over 11 years. Mm. We have long discussed that we'd like to get married and have recently decided that we are both finally ready to become engaged. When the topic of shopping for an engagement ring came up, my boyfriend asked me if I wanted to go with him to pick out the ring and I'm not sure whether I should say yes or not. The practical benefits here are tempting. I am not a big jewelry person, so trying on a few options to figure out what styles I like makes sense to me. It also seems like a wiser financial decision, since I know there can be issues with getting your money back on a return, in the event my partner were to pick out something truly horrible. However, I do have some reservations about joining what I had always thought would be a solo shopping trip. Is it common for couples to go ring shopping together before getting engaged? And if so, how do you make the experience feel romantic and not like you're spoiling your own surprise? Or do you think that picking out a ring is best left solely to the person proposing, even when an engagement has already been discussed, and that I should send my partner off to the jewelers alone? Thank you so much for your time considering my question and for continuing to produce such a down-to-earth, informative, and compelling podcast. I have learned and laughed a lot from listening in. Thank you. Take care, Caroline. I have a strong opinion on this. I know you do. Go, let her rip. and Resist a fart joke. (laughs) And let her I was thinking of a fart (laughs) joke. Wow, you really know me. Regardless of how terrible his taste is, or how clueless he is, a man's gotta pick the ring and it's gotta be done in secret. I disagree. So why do you think that? They've openly discussed getting engaged to each other. They've been together for 11 years. Nope. He can surprise her with how he proposes. Sacred. No. The engagement ring is sacred? No, it's not. And I stand by that. It's something invented by a diamond company. I don't care. (laughs) It is a representation of the act of proposing. Okay. I think Caroline... Don't listen to Andy. Sorry, I'm overriding your answer. Here's the thing. Tons of couples do this. They've openly discussed the fact that they are getting engaged. Get the ring. Let him get the ring. Give it to you. You say, this ring is shit. Yeah, but... Now let's go ring shopping. Yeah, but... But thank you for trying. What if... In your case, more than 30 days passed. You're the prime example of how the ring you got me is not the ring you ended up with. It ended up costing you a lot more. It puts even more commercialization on the act of giving the ring by going together to get the ring. Maybe I'm going to give you a a, a $50 ring. It doesn't matter because I love you. It doesn't matter. I'm getting you just a a stupid ring. Uh It's plastic. Who cares? It's my rates, my thing. I'm giving, I've decided, I'm on my own as a man. I've said, I want to marry this woman mm. and I'm going to get this ring and give it to her. It has nothing to do with cost. If the, if the woman comes with him to go ring shopping, then it becomes a very commercialized thing. Mm. It's like, oh, let's go find a beautiful piece of jewelry that we're going to spend a lot of money on together yeah. for me because you want to marry me. 
No, that's it, not the way it's done. It's no different than if the day I'm a, or the night, uh, I actually lost my virginity in the day. I remember. Really? Yeah, in the day. Wait. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a how, real iconoclast. How old were you? I've, I, I've never mentioned it to you. You were 19? I was, yeah, I was 19. I was okay. late. I see, I remember. I was late. I didn't realize it was during the day, like broad during daylight. During the day, yeah. I couldn't wait till the night. It was done. It was just, I've waited too long already. <laughs> but my point, I have a point here. It would be like, and, and by the way, I was terrible. Okay. Terrible. I mean, I know. As you should even be. At the, even in the moment, I was like, wow, this is a terrible session I'm putting <laughs> in. But that's what every man has to go through. He has to go through the mortification of losing his virginity and giving the worst session to a woman possible. <laughs> it would be as if I was like, oh, you know, I have a feeling that I'm about to have sex with you for the first time. I have a coach here. It's my friend, Jim. And he's going to come in and he's going to show me how to do this right, you know, step by step. If you don't mind, he's just going to step back. And- okay, so you're equating that getting coached on having sex for the first time with being having your hand held buying a ring for yes. your partner. Do the things in life with a woman that are romantic that you may fail at and fail. Mm. Period. Done. No, 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 no. Ring. You know what? If you're going to go ring shopping together for the ring, don't have a ring at all. Just don't have a ring. <laughs> You know, I got to give you points for such a compelling argument. Mm, Thank you. Not compelling enough to change my mind. I I figured. But nonetheless compelling and I'm impressed. And I'm sure that some people will be pulled over to your side. I think the proposal is more so that. And the ring is just like symbolic. Part and parcel. And because it is of such high value. The proposal is totally spoiled by the ring shopping. The proposal is now. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Oh, you're going ring shopping, but I'm not going to propose to you. It's just, we're just shopping for a nice ring for you, but she looks like you need a nice ring. Come on. It's all spoiled. You fully surprised me and I knew you had a ring. How'd you know I had a ring? I told you. We talked about this in the proposal episode. Oh, you snuck episode. into my Well, I saw an empty oh, ring box. Oh, that's right. You saw the ring. Yeah. But that's a freakish. I didn't see the ring. I saw the box. Yeah, but that's a, that's that's completely fringe. It's not super different. That's weird. No, to that know a, a ring is coming. I may not know exactly what it looks like, but I knew a ring was coming. You still managed to surprise yeah, me. Yeah, but and you it know was what? A- I bet for a moment when you saw that ring, you had a rush. You're like, wow, he went and got a ring. He I went did. and got a I ring. I did have that rush. Yes, you did. Oh, you did. <laughs> You're using that yeah. to add to your stack of arguments? <laughs> yep. Mm, here's the thing. When you proposed, what I was wooed by was the proposal. It wasn't the ring. In fact, the ring, I would argue, How was wooed? the, oh, the, it no, was the whoa, ring whoa, whoa. you got me was the damper on oh, the proposal because I was like, I love everything but, about this moment except the ring. That's the beauty of it. The ring I got you sucked. And then we went ring shopping after the deed was done. Mm. And you had a magical proposal. You, it was a good, it was, I, <laughs> it was a good proposal. It was a great proposal. It was a good proposal. I'll link out the episode here. <laughs> if we had gone ring shopping before that proposal, how good would that proposal have been? Done. Don't even answer it because you lose. You well, lose. the difference is, this is a crucial difference that you're glossing over, is the fact that we never discussed getting engaged. And you never should. You should They're just been, drop they've it. They've been together 11 years. And Doesn't you, matter. You just could, drop it. No, this is coulda, woulda, shoulda. They've openly discussed wanting to get married one day multiple times in their 11-year relationship. That ship has sailed. All the more reason to create magic. Well, there's still some hope left. <laughs> okay. I think here is a lovely compromise. Hmm. Caroline, I think that you should tell him what you'd like, like give him guidelines. Like I would love a round cut or an emerald or uh, sure. an emerald cut or, or an emerald. I don't know. Emerald, emerald cut. Maybe I don't want a diamond. Maybe I want something else. And just give him bare bones and then... Then you can still be surprised. Well, that's fine, I guess. That's fine. Or do you think that that's just... That's fine. It's not great. I think it should be done. He should, in a perfect world, know her so well after 11 years. Oh, come on. He should know her so well after 11 years that he should know probably in the general neighborhood... What type of ring she wants. And if he gets it wrong. Just like you knew what I wanted. I screwed wanted. up. I completely screwed up. <laughs> Granted, but well, the, the guy, the ring is, guy screwed yeah, me. Yeah, the, the sad ring thing guy is you me. did kind of know what I wanted. I did, and he screwed me. Yeah. I said, I want a, a gold band. He's like, nah, no, no one gets a gold. You don't get a gold band. You get a silver, you get a platinum band. Uh, I was like, all right, whatever. Okay, but moving on, you think that he should know. Okay, so we're going to disagree on this one. 
We disagree. I, I, I think that the entire concept of a ring is already so commercialized and, and hallmarky that the romance isn't about that. They don't get a ring. Just propose without oh, a ring. Oh, come on. Let that, like, she wants a ring. They, they want a ring. They can have a ring. Whatever. That's, yeah. You're making... It's like you're picking and choosing where you want to put stock on this. Like, I let her have a ring and get a ring she wants, and then he can really surprise her with when it happens. Right. How it happens. All right. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's literally like, maybe like, I really, 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 really want this Tonka truck for Christmas. <laughs> And my mom, me and my mom, my mom, my mom, my mommy. And by the way, I'm like five. Now. <laughs> okay, This is important. Yeah, and I'm going to the store. We go to the store like, oh, here's the time. But but you can't have it till Christmas. And I'm like, well, that kind of ruins the surprise. But now, you know, I'm, I'm like, you're telling me that five year old you on Christmas morning. Let's is say it's no, let's say it's October. It's October. And I go to the store and she's like, oh, I got this Tonka. I'm going to get it now. And you got to wait till Christmas. I, all I'm going to be is annoyed. I'm just going to be like, ugh. Are you uh, kidding? It's going to lose all its value. No, I disagree. Five-year-old you would be like, I cannot wait till Christmas. I get to open the Tonka truck. I'm so excited. And you, it'll make you savor it more because you had to wait for it. You know, and you, you might be right, but all this does is prove that my analogy was bad. And it was a terrible it was analogy. terrible analogy. Because a five-year-old isn't it's, thinking. You can't ever analogize yeah. with a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're monsters. Yeah. Okay. Can we, let's, I don't want to yeah. dwell on this too yeah, much because we're not going to agree. So not that we need to agree. All we're going to do here is agree to disagree and okay. let the Shandies tune in. I am fairly confident they're going to side with me in this. I'm not so sure. I am not so sure. Okay. So in your comments, you say who you agree with here. Don't just be like, I think this. Say, I agree with Andy. I agree with Charlene. Yeah. Yeah. No so gray So that we can area. add it up and see exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't want any like, oh, you both have good points. No. <laughs> one of you is an idiot. One of you is right. Hit us against each other. Yes. All right, Caroline. One good of us has luck. to win. <laughs> All right. This question is from Lisa Lawyer. Not her real last name, but she's going well, by. She is a lawyer. She is a lawyer. Dear Shandy. Love your show and have listened to it religiously ever since Reality Steve introduced you to me on his site several years back. Oh, wow. It's a callback. By way of background, I am a 76-year-old retired corporate attorney living in the Northeast in the suburb of NYC, only because my only son and his wife and my only grandchild live here. Otherwise, I never would have left California when I retired several years ago. (laughs) Although my professional background is strictly conservative in every way, prior to becoming a lawyer, I lived through the heyday of the 60s. At work, I rather successfully closeted my pre-law life of debauchery, including engaged seven times, married and divorced two of them, communal living in upstate New York, social and political activism, and engaging in all or at least many of the activities that every good 60s hippie enjoyed during that time in life. I want to party with this lady. Right. All of which I only disclose to you now to help you understand I am not a prude and I consider myself very open and accepting and relatively non-judgmental. With that in mind, I have two questions. The first for Charlene and the second for Andy. One, Charlene, my 14-year-old grandson, a fine-looking young man with straight-A academic achievement, has recently discovered girls. In concert with this discovery, his fashion sense has taken a turn. For this spring-summer, he traded in his pressed khaki slacks, blue shirt and tie, his school uniform, and Nike-branded sports clothes and sneakers for long hair, sterling neck chain, ear-piercing, gray sweatpants, Crocs, and ta-da, a white cotton, what I can only refer to as an undershirt. I understand everything but the undershirt. In my day, when a man wore a white cotton undershirt, it was just that. An undershirt, as in underwear. I never. (laughs) It was not supposed to show, hence the under part. Charlene, I see you as a very sophisticated young woman with a heightened sense of style. You have such a unique personal style. You know how to express yourself with clothing in a truly inspiring manner. You clearly understand fashion. So my question to you is this. How have you come to accept that the man you adore, someone who is clearly adorable in every sense of the word, so I understand why you adore him, finds himself regularly clothed in this white underwear article of clothing? Did it take you a while to find it acceptable? Did you find it cute or fashionable? Or did you first grit your teeth when it became a uniform? Please give me some advice on how I can get past this uncomfortable feeling that my grandson is walking around wearing what used to be, in my day, the uniform for Saturday night drunks on a bender. Thanks so much. Should I answer this first or should we get to question number two? First of all, I would like to say, (laughs) 
Number one. Yeah. In 1963, mm-hmm. which is the area which general vicinity which she's discussing. Yeah. In 1963, the Civil Rights Act was passed. Uh-huh. She's referring to an era where white and black people had to use different water fountains. Yeah. So what you're saying is times change. Times change. Mm. Ah, nice. <laughs> that one still has a new crease down the yeah, middle. Yeah, this is good. It does. <laughs> Fresh out of the package. It does have the fresh out of the package crease. <laughs> okay, let's get to question number two, and then we'll answer these all together. Okay, good? sorry, I got a little heated there. <laughs> question number two, Andy, my question for you is a lot more straightforward. You've made it very clear on several occasions that you think it's unwise for a woman to date a younger man than she. Does that still apply when a woman is 76? As in, have you seen what many available men in their late 70s and mid-80s look like and act like? <laughs> And does the same internet dating advice you offer to young people also apply to people in their 70s? I understand that you can't answer this from actual experience, since looking at it from my age, you're still a youngin. Thank mm. you. Love to you both. Lisa That's an easy Lawyer. one. That's easy. Okay, you go first. That's then. a layer. Okay. I mean, I've said that a man's a man after 36. As far as I'm concerned, she's totally <laughs> fine to all. date a 37 year old. <laughs> as a matter of fact, power to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course not. I'm not saying no, you have to date a guy who's 95. Mm. I mean, that's absurd. No, date anyone. As a matter of fact, even better, date a guy, bless you, if you can date a guy who's 37. <laughs> she's obviously got something to offer. I mean, she she did party hard in the 60s. Maybe I mean, I like her a lot on based there. on this email. Okay, so for the t-shirt thing, you know, I do feel like this is generational because I will say that 100% of the people who express disapproval over your wardrobe of choice are all older women. Including my mother. Including your mother. My mother, literally the other day, I was taking my mom to a doctor's appointment. Okay. And she literally called me and she sounded like like the real distress in her voice. Yeah. She said, I, I, I need you bef- before you pick me up. So I had to pick her up, take her to the doctor's office. She said, before, I, before you pick me up, I have to tell you, you cannot wear a white T-shirt. <laughs> I will be so upset. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I missed that memo. It never occurred to me that that's an undershirt. To me, an undershirt is like, a, I, I'm not going to use the term because it's offensive, I think. But, you know, a r- ribbed tank top. Growing up, that was what an undershirt was to me for a man. To me, if you were wearing that, I'd be like, you're wearing an undershirt. Right. But it goes to show that times change, and that was once an undershirt, and now... It's a shirt. I don't know. I'm curious to know if other people are so offended by it. But I can say, Lisa Lawyer, not to, not to make you feel like less of a unique snowflake, 100% of the complaints we get, I would say, are from women specifically. Yeah who are, I would say, over 60. Yes, 100%. And I will say there are a lot. Like, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how many people it's are It's actually upset. the one complaint. You say, like, I love everything except oh, this. Oh, people are upset about upset. your T-shirt. But what I don't angry. understand, well, first of all, we record this in the comfort of our home. Yeah. That's something to bear in mind. I don't even have to wear a shirt. Yeah, I would do this without a shirt on if I could. I think the main thing to bear in mind is that we're in the comfort of our home. I'm the one that's inappropriately dressed. You're inappropriately dressed. I, Too he, nice. I put together looks for this podcast because 40 or so percent of our listeners watch on YouTube. Yeah. But I don't have to do this. And yeah. I'm usually in my pajamas when I'm at home. This is a good look, by the way. Thank you. I'd be remiss if I did not mention how nice you look. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I, it doesn't bother me. I think it suits you. It looks good on you. I've seen you in other t-shirts when I first started dating with you. I was kind of like, maybe we can incorporate some more polos yeah, yeah, yeah. or collared oh. short sleeve t-shirts. I can confirm they don't look good on him. They no. don't look as good on you as a wide v-neck. I think it looks good on you. Thank you. It suits you. Thank you. It fits you well. I have found that my id is expressed best. With this shirt. I will also add, Lisa Lawyer, that I've never really been drawn to guys that care a lot about, I don't know, who spend time preening and putting together looks. I don't know why. I find it a turnoff. Do you think this is a weird thing to say? Because I don't know. It's not like I I don't preen and put together looks. You're preaching the choir. One of my statements in wearing this shirt all the time is saying that I am not going to show you anything physically. Mm. I'm just going to show it to you. With your personality. 
Yes. That's also why you don't wear any jewelry. No jewelry, no tattoos. No piercings. No good fashion. Just look like <laughs> crap all the time. It's only personality. <laughs> I will say one last thing. Okay. If we could go back to a time in like the 40s, let's say, where every guy wore like a three-piece suit and looked like smashing constantly, mm-hmm. I'd say, great, I'll do it. If everybody, if everyone was wearing a three-piece suit, I'd say, you know what? I'm going to do it, even though it's a pain in the ass, because it looks fucking cool. <laughs> but that's not the world we live in. No. Sorry. No. People have gotten really, really sloppy. Yeah. I notice it when you go to like the opera or something. I'm like, wow, there was a time when people dressed I up to know. go to the opera and now people All will be wearing- All tuxedos. Now yeah. it's like people are wearing it's like, like Crocs. Yeah, it's like, like borderline sweats at the opera. Ridiculous. So I would more so blame the times. And by the way, I do not wear white V-necks at the opera. No, I respect true. the I opera. I would not let you. Okay. But yeah, at least a lawyer, rest assured that no one hates Andy's white V-necks more than Andy's mother. And I will not reveal her age, but she is slightly senior to you. <laughs> All right, Andy, I think that that's a wrap for this Q&A. Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah. Good variety? Yeah, I liked it. A lot of good questions. It's amazing to me how we still have totally new questions. I know. It's endless. endless. And we didn't even use all the ones that I wanted to get to today. The human animal. There's an endless number of problems <laughs> in every department. What a great note to end on. Yeah. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Oh, also follow us on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. Leave us reviews. Actually, the reviews is really important. I want to take a moment to talk about that, even though probably by now most of you have tuned out, which just shows how bad I am at this. I should have said this at the top. But we appreciate so much your nice comments. God, my grammar today. We so appreciate your nice comments and emails. And oftentimes they're in comment form. If you could copy and paste those lovely comments and turn them into reviews, it would really help us grow. Yeah. We do not market at all. So we rely on you guys. Yeah. And uh, you guys are dropping the ball. (laughs) Anyway, do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. If you basically, if you want to keep listening to Dear Shandy, copy and paste your nice comment and turn it into a five-star review. It'll make a big difference for us. It will. Okay. After that plea, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.